Hello, everybody, and welcome to the British Arrows to the Point podcast. My name's Danny Edwards, and I am the co-editor of Shots. Uh, I'm very happy today to be joined by two of the winners of this year's British Arrows Young Arrows competition. Uh, first up is Pardeep Sahota, who won the Young and Emerging Talent category for Agency. Pardeep won for his Henry VIII and Trump commercial for Channel 5. Uh, he was at the time a creative at Viacom CBS and is now a creative at Warner Brothers and Discovery. Uh, and also Josh Gibbard, who is a music supervisor and producer at Siren, who won for uh, the Young and Emerging Talent category in Craft uh, and won for his commercial for BBC Sound. And we're here to talk about the support for creatives in the industry coming through, uh, the next generation of talent, and the importance of the Young Arrows. So we're here to talk about um, Young Arrows and kind of your wins uh, earlier this year and your careers a bit and, you know, your thoughts on emerging talent. So first thing really is if you could tell us a bit about uh, your careers individually, how you started in the industry, uh, your role and how you came through. Uh, Josh, if you, you want to tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so after sixth form, I was a guitar teacher for quite a while um, and then eventually kind of worked in schools for a little bit, which was kind of horrible. Um, and then I saw a job listing on the internet for a music assistant role at um, I don't think they said what it was for, but it was uh, it was like a fashion house, and it turned out to be Burberry, um, which I somehow managed to get. Uh, so I was there for like a year and a little bit, uh, working with the music team, um, curating playlists for the stores and runway shows and stuff. Um, and then yeah, worked there for a bit, and then applied for a job at Siren. And have been here for like four years now. Okay. So mu music's always something that you wanted to get into and was always a goal for you, was it? Yeah. So I've uh, like played guitar since I was kind of like six. And then um, as I was growing up, just sort of played around with different instruments and formed bands and stuff. So then learned how to record music. Uh, yeah. And so just kind of always wanted to do something in music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, I'm probably going off topic slightly here, but you mentioned that being a teacher in school wasn't great. I'm just interested to know why. Oh, uh, well, it's kind of like one-to-one uh, -one lessons is fine. So I enjoyed teaching instruments kind of one-to-one, -one. kind of depends on how enthusiastic the student is about actually learning the instrument and how much they've just been forced to learn an instrument. Right. Um, but then when I was working in schools, it was a... It was a school in Bedford that was the second biggest primary school in the UK... Um, and I'd never really taught a group class before. Uh, and there were f like 40 kids in there. And wow. they gave me a bag of really loud instruments and said, give them each one of these and get them to play a song together. And I gave like two or three out. And I was like, nope, like <laughs> collecting them back in. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of like chaos. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, quickly was looking for alternatives yeah, after yeah. like a few of those lessons. Yeah. <laughs> and how much did you know, so before you moved to Siren, how much did you know about the advertising industry and that side of the business? Was there kind of a, an impetus that you wanted to move into that um, industry or you, you kind of just fell into it like a lot of people seem to? Yeah, no, I didn't know what a music supervisor was until I was one, um, <laughs> which was weird. Uh, but yeah, I was just searching online for... I was putting into Indeed and stuff like music and just sifting through all of the listings yeah. that came up. Uh, and there was one that was like music assist assistant. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. 
Um, again, kind of was like halfway through the job application before I actually realized what the job was. And then probably like halfway through the actually doing the job uh, for like six months before I realized what it was that we <laughs> Right, you're all there to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Learn a um, job, that's all right. Yeah, so yeah, I was, I was just super lucky and it just kind of all worked out. But uh, yeah, really didn't have any idea yeah. what anything was or what I was doing. Just but, yeah, trying to <laughs> yeah. hope that no one would realize. <laughs> <laughs> Pardeep, how about yourself? What's your background and role and how did you get to where you are now? Oh, got to think back. Um, <laughs> so I started off doing a history degree, which totally makes sense. Um, and uh, but I always wanted to get into um, film and TV, so I did kind of like fall more into uh, commercials. But um, so I started off um, working at the BBC internship, that kind of thing, and, and then I got a job as a Grinda Charters director's assistant for a couple of years and it was through working with her that she kind of said if you want to get into kind of my kind of role you've got to be working on more short form things mm -hmm. so then that was more of an impetus to go into advertising and kind of build up a, a list of credits there but then I kind of worked through uh, production and uh, trying over the years kind of just worming my way into proving that I could work on creative and um, getting jobs to direct and then eventually being allowed to write and to direct. And then, yeah, and then ended up at um, Viacom CBS, which is where I made Henry VIII and Trump, yeah. which did so well. Yeah, yeah. So you say you ended up as Gorinda Charter's director's assistant, but how does that how does that work? I'm interested, like, you don't just end up. That, did I say ended up? <laughs> maybe you did. Maybe I'm, mis maybe I'm misquoting you. Um, it's sort of... It, it was vague. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, no, that that was uh, a case of hunting. <laughs> so, right. So it, the opportunity came um, through sheer luck. It was through my aunt uh, meeting her at some place, and then she was like, "Oh, I've got a very enterprising uh, nephew." And then it was a case of me sending um, my um, CV to her and just hearing nothing which is right. industry standard. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I was uh, working somewhere else and it was the day I was being made redundant um, that I got a call on my phone and it was um, some woman saying, oh, hi, I'm from Grinder Charter's office. And I literally thought there was, someone was pulling a prank on me. I was like, I'm being made redundant. <laughs> Who in the office is here? And I was like, just hold on the impetus to swear and just let, let them finish the, the conversation. And I was like, oh, no, this is real. And so the, she was like, "Let's have an interview." And then, wow. uh, and so yeah. And then, um, can I can I swear on this? <laughs> so, uh, she, I had the interview. I had the interview with her the next day. And uh, what I loved about it was just like, "Great, you seem good." And if you shit, I'll fire you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah. But um, stayed with her for over two years. Wow, so, that's yeah. serendipitous as well. On the day that you were being made redundant, that's amazing. I also found a tenor. Which I've kept on the way to the interview. Oh, really? Yeah, it's that's insane. like the lucky tenor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's one of the old tenors now, so I can't right. spend it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I've, uh, yeah wow. It was, it was, it was a good what day. a day that was! It was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and so, do you feel, you know, when you were starting out in the industries that you work in, that there was support or kind of structure in place for you to make those? It feels like you were both kind of self-starters, essentially. You know, there wasn't that much in place where you could move into these businesses and, move, and learn a bit more and kind of have a structure of how to get into the industry. Do, do you feel like you just had to kind of push that yourself? That seems like the case. Um, yeah, I think... Um... I think once I was in the role, it's a very supportive industry. Like people are really happy to kind of 
mentor mentor you and like yeah kind of guide you on how to do everything and everybody's uh yeah just really helpful in like kind of finding new opportunities and stuff like that um getting into the industry is maybe a little bit more vague and kind of i don't know i think most people i've spoken to have either had somebody like a friend or a family member who are already in it who's kind of advised them how to go about it um or they've just stumbled on it mm. totally by chance um yeah like i was saying like i i didn't really even know what a music supervisor was until yeah. i was doing it uh and like all throughout school and stuff like i was saying like i want to do something in music but it's just i don't know there was never a it was never brought to my attention yeah. that this was like a role that exists um until yeah it just kind of happened upon it do you think that's a, a sort of a, a a lacking in education in this country at the moment is that those sorts of careers and your sorts of careers are sort of disregarded you know if it's not a kind of teacher or a you know lawyer or a doctor or something a bit more i guess standard mm. um that that schools don't push people in the, the kind of creative industries as much as they should Pardeep, do you think that's the case? I mean, I don't know what your experience was. Obviously, your family kind of put you forward and then you did the hard work yourself. But did you feel that there was a lot of support outside of that? Um, not for when I was growing up. Like, I think I think the situation has changed now. Um, but it was it even just just as you say in school that I do remember certain teachers who were like, you're a clever lad, why are you doing this? Go go right. into something else. And that's part of the reason why I did the history degree. It's right. like um what kind of standard academic routes. To appease my parents. Right. <laughs> but also do something kind of creative. And then I basically spent most of the time at the film society anyway. Yeah. But um but there wasn't um which I kind of feel has has kind of been different in the last few years. But um it was, as you say, it was a lot of a lot of it came from uh, an internal drive to find opportunities and and seek them out. I did. I don't think there was a, a as ready kind of um, acceptance of you know everyone. It felt much more kind of closed off. Yeah. Particularly if you didn't have any um, anyone who you knew who was in the industry. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Do you think that's changed a bit now, though? I mean, not that you two are old, but, you know, we've all got these phones in our pockets and we're all kind of filmmakers and photographers and editors and stuff like that. Do you think that, you know, the, uh, I guess, the, the the understanding that you can make a career in these things and you can be successful and you can kind of get your work out there has changed over the last five to ten years because of stuff like, you know, social media and TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I'm from from the beginning of me, me leaving university to um, to now. Uh, not only is it the proliferation of social media, but it's also um, the democratization of of visual. You know, media. Everyone's got a camera mm -hmm. that you can shoot something. Before, you know, you'd have to scrimp and save, and maybe you can rent it for a weekend, yeah. and then you shoot your short movie or whatever. Um, now you can do that. Um, just with your friends right now not saying that you know by doing that you can then suddenly have a career you've obviously got to hone your craft but um that was something that was that didn't exist and i think that working in tandem with social media and uh, i don't know if the algorithms are better now but i just i just see so many more opportunities coming up and just uh, i just think that's fantastic you know mm. there's uh they're, they're 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 nurturing new talent now in, in a way that i just didn't quite see when i was coming through 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reason we're here talking to you both now is because of your success at the Young Arrows this year, uh, winging in the um, craft and the agency categories. Um, but So there's, there's lots of, um, so, well, there's a few, I would say, competitions that, specifically look at directors young director awards the shiny awards and various shots is involved and stuff like that as well um but there seems to be less for kind of sound and even kind of junior agency creatives and stuff like that do you think do you think that's right do you think i'm right in saying that firstly and why do you think that is i mean you know i suppose the director often gets a lot of the glory and the credit with these sort of things but it feels like some of those other areas are, are kind of neglected in terms of nurturing young talent Josh, is that, I mean, I don't know if you know of any other competitions that maybe I don't, but it just, that's how it feels like to me. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, like, things like the Young Arrows is just really kind of like a nice idea um, because, yeah, maybe it is a little bit more under underrepresented um, for those fields. But I don't know, I think maybe it's just a kind of, it's maybe a bit harder to judge sometimes right. um, and kind of really... I don't know, maybe the focus just isn't always on how best to assess that and rank it. I don't know, I'm not, not totally sure. <laughs> no, sure. I, I know, but I, I know what you mean. I suppose it is harder, you know, people feel like they can judge films and direction a bit more. There's an expectation, you know, we all watch films and we all watch television and stuff, whereas you don't always separate out the, the individual parts of it, sound, for example, or cinematography or different things like that. Yeah. It's all lumped under the one directorial it's role. It's kind of often. one project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Pardeep? I mean, do you feel like there's, a, there's enough... Um, there are enough kind of areas for young creative talents coming through to kind of try and get themselves known? I, I think there could be more. Like, I mean, there, there certainly is um, way, way more for directing and yeah. and, um, and and definitely for craft. Like, I, I, you see, it's, it's not just um, a, an advertising issue. You see, I mean, there was a big thing at the Oscars this year where they're basically going to put most of the craft awards off television. Yeah. And it's like, I know it's not... Um, you know, it, it seems like a dark heart, but if you get a group of craft people, they, they can appreciate what, what's been done and the work that's gone mm-hmm. into it. So um, I, I think it's something that could be definitely um, improved upon because things like the Young Arrows, is, it, it just sh- shone like a, a light on, on me and all, and all the others who, who were there um, in such a brilliant way. And just I just think it's, um, it's something that should be done more of. Yeah, you know? yeah. So how did it make you feel when you were announced as winners of the of the Young Arrows? What was that like? What was that experience like? And, uh, you know, how, how was that for you? Yeah, it was great. It was, uh, <laughs> 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 name was on the screen. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was cool. And, like, as well with the whole uh, sort of the, that, that whole award ceremony being kind of pushed back because of COVID um, and all the kind of work that had been entered as a result of that it was uh it was really cool and it's nice to just to celebrate kind of work that you'd done in such a weird kind of time period um kind of felt a bit like a dream by the time but uh, yeah it was cool to celebrate (laughs) yeah it's an amazing piece of work as well can you tell us a bit about sort of the thought process behind it and uh yeah so um yeah it's the power of bbc sounds um uh, directed by Sam Brown at Rogue Films, um, and the kind of idea was that it's a it's a single shot that's going uh, through this sort of London street scene, and everybody that's on the bus and then at the bus stop in the shops and stuff that we kind of walk past, 
uh, we're hearing what they're listening to on um, on BBC Sounds. Uh, so it was cool because it was like um, it was quite ambitious. We were picking like I think there's like five or six songs in the in the film, uh, and then there's also these podcast clips from like BBC Sounds shows. Um, so we were going through and kind of picking relevant uh, snippets and then blending them together with into this sort of dreamy soundscape. Um, so it was really it was really fun because there was quite a lot of moving parts to it and quite a lot of flexibility in that sense as well because you weren't just sort of locked to one track going through the whole thing. You could kind of like and then try to put some character into each of the the characters that we're seeing on screen and what what they're listening to and. Mm how it relates to their movements and their situation in the film. Um, so, yeah, it was... Had you worked with Sam before, Sam Brown? Uh, uh, yes, I think so. I actually, we've worked, I've worked with him quite a lot since. I think that may have been the first project we worked on together. Um, but we've since done... Uh, I did an LG um, spot with him in... Yeah, it was last year. Sorry, it's still kind of... A, a bit of a weird blur but uh, yeah, I did an LG spot with him which was a bespoke composition and then we did um, the Coca-Cola Christmas film with him last year mm. um, so, so that was the start of that kind of relationship then. Yeah. so obviously the success of that and you know the great work that you did and it sort of worked out and you just kind of continue that on yeah he's just uh, it's it's kind of a really nice relationship and really nice um, he's just a really nice director to collaborate with because yeah. he's kind of so tuned into music himself um, yeah. and has lots of ideas. Uh, so it's kind of fun to bounce back and forth yeah. with him. Great. Pardeep, about your uh, your piece of work that won the Henry VIII thing, tell us a bit about that and how that came to be. And you wrote and directed that, is that right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So it was an um, in-house agency, uh, Viacom CBS and the creative agencies, Be Creative, although I believe they've rebranded now to Paramount. Okay. It's, it's always changing. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, that that was uh, the our creative director Alex Norris. He was he was always on the lookout for things that are going to uh, be um, something that's going to change uh, the perceptions of Channel Five. And because under new ownership, uh, they they were trying to push things uh, through. They'd won a bunch of television awards and won a BAFTA, and they're like, "We want to increase the prestige." And so he was like, "If you ever have any kind of idea of something that comes down the pipeline that is that you have an idea of uh, that is larger, pitch it to me." And so then uh, it was it was just like a one-off show, um, Henry VIII and Trump, which um, I, I remember when that was like hand, coming down the line to me and they were like, good luck with that one. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was like, what, what do you mean? This is a great idea. And I was like, I've got one in the bag. <laughs> and then, um, uh, yeah, and then pitched him um, essentially, um, uh, well, Trump is the Twitter president. Uh, what if Henry VIII had access to Twitter and he was the Twitter king? And that was, and he was like, Right. Well, where would we go with that? And then we just started hashing out a whole campaign idea, and then uh, that that happened all relatively quickly. And then that went up the pipeline. Everyone loved it, and and yeah. So I was I was just able to write on every bit of the campaign. Even um, he, he even didn't like the way the the social campaign was working. So he was like, I'd rather your voice goes across that. So I was like, Oh my god, this is so much fun. And it was just so much fun. A kind of adopting a Trumpian kind of voice to, <laughs> and then again this is my uh, my history degree came in came right yeah all, all, everything came, aligned yeah. it all paid off in the end yeah yeah and, and I was like alright okay yeah okay, okay. and then just making sure everything's historically accurate and yeah. all the dates work up and then and then me shockingly realising like there are a lot of parallels between these two guys it's um, yeah. it's quite fun yeah 
Do you like doing that? Do you like working in the, when you're essentially the creative and the director? Does that, you know, you, you can wear two hats quite easily in that process? I can I can wear the two hats quite easy um, because I, I I find I find they complement each other. Yeah. Um, I find if you're when you're writing an idea and you kind of know how uh, you, you can envision it being executed, I think that helps. And um, e- even my editing skills, like I think that that also it all informs. Yeah, and you can easily take one hat off and then go right. Okay, we're going to cut that line. You've got to be um, brutal at, um, with yourself. And yeah, yeah so I, I find each learning each bit and even just um, sitting in and learning uh, learning about sound and, and how you know how that works with it. I think that I think the more you learn, it's just the more you improve yeah. uh, as as whatever skill you want to hone and and hone in on. Yeah, yeah. We talked a little bit earlier about, you know, your roots into the industry and, and that there wasn't as much encouragement maybe as, as there could have been from schools and education facilities. But do you think advertising is still uh, an attractive proposition for young creatives coming through? Do you think that advertising is still still holds that pull for people to kind of get into the business? Josh, I don't know if um, that's something... Yeah, I definitely think so, especially uh, recently with kind of like um, brands sort of doing a bit more experimental advertising kind of um, with immersive experiences and sort of like VR um, and kind of pushing it to these other mediums which aren't particularly traditional advertising. Um, Yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's a really great industry to kind of get to do something creative Mm. and explore these sort of possibilities. Um, But um, yeah, and get get paid for it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think um, like there was that great kind of insidious campaign that um, for Burger King where they uh, sponsored Stevenage Borough and then yes. that was going to go on FIFA. FIFA so, yeah. so you're kind of like going multi-platform yeah. and it's like that's a slow burn thing that's happening over like a year or so. And I just think things like that are, you know, really great and really exciting. But like they're also using the new media and, mm-hmm. and I think people uh, are just becoming better at making adverts themselves through social media, yeah. just making these TikToks. You're, you know, I, I think the next generation of people, the TikTok transitions, which I still can't really get my head around, like they, they, there's going to be some amazing work going to be done by those kids who yeah. have grown up and going to be coming into the uh, the industry. So, um, so yeah, I do think, I do think it's uh, yeah. very exciting. And, so you're not a proponent, you know, I suppose every generation kind of thinks that it was always better you know rose tinted specs of like oh advertising isn't as good as it used to be it's not you know the the work's not as good or you know which invariably proves not to be the case but even now like you're saying there's there's so many more avenues with so much more technology and so many more platforms so it feels like there is a kind of a space for a lot of different people with a lot of different skills that's what it feels like to me at least yeah i mean i'm sure when um tv came out there was a lot of print advertisers going this is this is it's the end yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> and and it's not it just it's just a new evolution of the same skill that we're um that we're flexing it's the same kind of muscle but you've just got different technologies that are at your disposal yeah so it's, it, are there any other things that you think can be done or should be done to entice people in though you know there's a lot of competition and people within the industry talk about you know the, obviously the googles and the facebooks and the tiktoks and things like that that kind of attract young creative talent 
you know, so not necessarily to advertising, but to those platforms that advertising tries to feed. But do you think there's other things? Do you think there, you know, there are other ways that people could be attracted to the industry, things that the advertising industry should be doing to try and entice people in? Oh, I mean, we're here for, uh, about Young Arizona. I think, yeah. I think things like that where you, where you shine a light on, on, on work that, you know, that is, um, that is particularly exceptional for a certain reason. And, and that kind of gives you, um, we're talking about, you know, um, how, uh, whether you're, you know, whether we felt helped, like, I think mentoring, like something that I've um, recently come into, like I was recently had a mentor and I was like, this is amazing. And I think just, ha- just having someone kind of like, just, you know, pat you on the back, go, all right, that's, yeah. that's good. This is a, this is a route to go. And I think if the industry can adopt that um, for new creatives, then, then you're going to see a lot of people take interest yeah. in that and, and want to chase that. Yeah. Yeah. So the arrows, the young arrows, the win, and just the competition itself is a, an important aspect of the industry for you. It kind of is kind of bringing up that next generation, like yourselves and the people that are coming up after you. Yeah, totally. I am. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, about the whole mentoring thing. I think also just yeah, um, kind of what the young arrows is aiming to do is uh, highlight exceptional like creative work, um, and I think that's kind of maybe the biggest thing that advertisers and agencies can do is kind of focusing on those projects that are maybe a bit more creative and interesting to um, entice people into mm. doing more. Yeah. And so it's it's incredibly important then that the industry recognises this talent. You know, like it, it feels like sometimes we just take it for granted that there'll be talent that is on tap at some point, but things like this and the different award shows and the, and the kind of, you know, the mentoring and stuff that you've mentioned, Pardeep, is an imp- incredibly important part to kind of raise up the next generation and make sure that, you know, the advertising industry is creative in five years as it was, as it is now and was five years ago and ten years ago. Certainly. And I think if you you're going to if you carry on with uh, the way you're going and you, and you don't do that then you're still going to get the people who are self-starters and who are going to chase it and and then there are more opportunities but i think if you are actively uh, celebrating work that you think made an impact and or or did something different or, or changed the game in some way um you might be pulling out someone who necessarily wasn't going with that just made something that was you know quite impactful and and didn't really have a vision and once they once the structures are there i think once they can see oh i can i could make this as a career or i could do that um i think that's much more powerful and much more um inclusive of of building up a new generation that are going to be wanting to chase that yeah okay well that seems like a fantastic place to end and uh, congratulations to both of you on your wins well deserved fantastic work thank and you. thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today Josh, Pardee, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.